Listening Dog Media. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Hear him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman, and Lindsay Hooper. How are you, Lindsay? I'm very good. I have to start this one by saying that I witnessed on a video from Lee Dixon <laughs> you getting a hole in one. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, we went down to um, to Bowie Castle because it's Lee's birthday. It's actually Lee's birthday today on Thursday, um, and yeah, we, it was a trip that had been arranged for two years ago. So just before COVID, we were supposed to be going, and it got cancelled, obviously. Um, and we went down and yeah, I got to the, the ninth hole at Bovey Castle, took my seven iron out, um, Lee hit his shot first, pushed it a bit, a bit to the right and then I just hit this perfect shot. It was one of those shots, it, the strike was ace, it had a little bit of draw, it bounced once and then it disappeared and we were like, has that gone in? You know, because it's, it was like 154 yards or something into a bit of a breeze. And sometimes the, the greens undulate, so sometimes you can't see them. And we're like, we're walking up, we're walking up, and Dicko went, he went, I've never seen, I've never actually played it with anyone that's got a hole in one. I said, no, neither have I. He says, I've seen one from on a different hole. Um, then we get there, and then I, I, we can't see the ball. I went, video it, video it. <laughs> as, as, as you see from the clip, you know, we were like just going up to the hole, and then I saw the pitch mark that was just past the hole. Mm-hmm. And there was no ball. And then we were like, is it in? Is it in? Please be in. Please be in. And 
And honestly, we went there, and as you see on the video, we went absolutely mad. Dicko was like running around the green, and I'm like shouting my head off. And we're set, we're like in the countryside. Cash <laughs> <laughs> golf course, giving it loads. <laughs> I saw Dicko at Arsenal Liverpool last night. Yeah. And he said he's never been so happy for someone else. I know. The hole in one. I, I know. Well, you can tell, you know, if, if you can if you can go on the video, it, it, it's brilliant. You know, the, the joy and just the relief from me as well. You know, I'm just shouting, Dickard, like I say, it was he was actually running around the green. It's just brilliant. And it was great, you know, it's a great feeling to I've been close. I've been I've lipped out once on a par three over in Peterborough. I think it was at uh, Thoughtwood Golf Course. And then I've lipped out a golf course in Rotherham called the Grove, the Grange. Sorry, not the Grove, the Grange, with a with a driver on a par four. You know, oh. so I hit it straight at it. I saw it going straight towards the flag, and then it did a left. <laughs> so this is all in the same week that um, I've got to send some dates to Adam about Top Golf, and now I'm having second thoughts. Wee, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the pro. This is your cup of watch. You no play. Yeah, no wonder he wants to play now, Adam. He's in yeah, the form of exactly. his life. <laughs> I don't need to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking, having a look now. You've had over 300,000 views on, on that hole in one now. Oh, no. <laughs> over a quarter yeah. of a million. And you've yeah. had um, old Piers. He, he likes it. I saw Piers, yeah. Shearer and Latiz as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> all, all the uh, yeah. ex-pros that are golfers as well. Do you know what's <laughs> weird as well? Because we went, we went to, the, uh, to the hotel and Frankie had a, she got like a bit of a cold, coldy flu thing going on. And um, and she's tied put Dicko in, but put the wrong yeah. what do you call it the the, the wrong Twitter? I think said it Lee Dixon too. She just put Lee Dixon. So, <laughs> Some so bloke somewhere's like <laughs> he's been getting tons of messages. Why's <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lineker retweeted me? we better talk some football then yes um you were at the game Lindsay, and i watched it at home in the first half i thought arsenal did really well you know liverpool they're they're a really good team obviously they're going for the league you know for arsenal to not just stay with them actually dictate play quite a lot of the time this is what i felt and, and I was quite happy with the uh, the nil-nil at half-time. I thought that a lot of the football was being played in the middle of the park. I think from a neutral point of view, it maybe wasn't living up to the billing of, of a team that was eight games unbeaten versus a team that were five games. It wasn't even unbeaten. It was an eight-game winning streak, five-game yeah. winning streak for Arsenal. And so you're thinking, oh, there's going to be goals. And the, you look at the history as well of this tie, and there have been goals in it. But actually, it was quite a frustrating half to watch um, but great from an Arsenal perspective because they were pegging and pinning mm. uh, Liverpool back in their own half quite a bit. Um, there were a few chances, not not that many. I mean, there was a the Van Dijk header, wasn't there? Yeah, really early on, wasn't it? Yeah. Really early on. And there was a breakaway um, yeah. from Arsenal that I think could have resulted in more for, was it Martinelli at the yeah. far post? Yeah. But I think everyone expected there to be more goal mouth action, whereas I, I felt it was very much centre of the park where where a lot was happening. And that was the battle, really, at that point. Yeah, it, it was. And it was, I tell you what I was really pleased to see was with the way that Martinelli was going at, at Trent. You know, he oh, took, Trent he, had his hands full. Yeah. Jürgen afterwards, I say, I think he said um, Martinelli, what a player. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Something like he said something about he's a special player. Yeah. He's yeah. Um, he's a talented player. I think. Yeah. He, uh, he he looked really good, really sharp. You know, to do that sort of thing 
to take on Trent. And, you know, I'd give him some problems as well. I was I was really happy with that. Obviously, then we get into the second half and Aaron gets done at his near post. And you could, I could tell by the way that he, he did his dive and then he just laid on the floor that he knew what had happened. You know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but you got done at the near post. I don't mean that, just that example. I mean, sometimes you can't always cover the near post because if you do, you leave too much on the on the other side. But with that one, you know, it, it will go down as a goalkeeping mistake. Aaron will be so gutted about it because it's, it's in a big game. But what I'm now looking at is how is he going to react? These are big tests, you know, because it's in a big game. And then straight afterwards, he had a, a bit of a kick that was charged down. I was thinking, oh, but then he composed himself and then he got back to playing his game. And I'm sure that that's what he'll do. But it'll be a test for him just to see how he manages it. And this is all part of goalkeeping. You know, you make mistakes. It's how you react afterwards. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Just before that goal happened, a few minutes before, on the bench, we knew that Jota was coming off. There was a double substitution coming. Um, And for anyone eagle-eyed, they might have spotted as well that for Liverpool, that was the very first time that that front three had been deployed by Klopp. So you had Diaz, Jota and Mane together. And I feel like the general consensus was that wasn't working. That, That combo wasn't working. Um, and that's why he he came off just after he'd scored. But you have to say, against Arsenal in particular, Jota's got this incredible oh. record for scoring. And as soon as the chance fell to him, although I could see that it was at Ramsdale's near post, I think as well from watching Jota at, at Wolves for so long, he does get some whip behind those shots. Yeah. So I wonder as well, with all the rain that was coming down, if if... If there was a little bit for Aaron to say that it was it was a really well struck sh- uh, shot, but also you've got the the conditions to to contend with as well. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the only way that you're going to get beat is by pace. You know, I I had one against Ryan Giggs where he came near post and smashed it right above my head, and I was diving for the ball coming back out of the goal. <laughs> it was that fast, <laughs> you know, and and it was and that's what beats you, you know. But you know, Aaron, he, he got and the other thing was is he got a good hand on it. You know, it was just a, a wrong direct, you know, he got his, he got like the top, that, you know, this part of his hand on it rather than getting right behind the ball. And that's why he couldn't get any deflection on it. It just seemed to go up a little bit. And um, yeah, they're, they're, them sort of goals that you let him like that are so frustrating because, you know, he can do better. You know that that shouldn't happen. Um, you know, and he got, he got so close to it. That's why he'll be furious, you know, and, and that's why he'll be... Yeah, watching it and watching it, you know, and there's I saw a bit on uh, on the TV last night where he got he had another little jump just as Jota was was striking it, you know, and he was a little bit off. He wasn't quite set, but you know that was coming off. What two minutes before when Allison makes a he makes a brilliant save. Yeah, you know, so that's how quick it can change, and and how quick it changes for goalkeepers, you know. A save three minutes or two or three minutes before from Alisson totally changes the game. And then a mistake by Aaron and Liverpool are in front. You know, but it's still, you know, for Arsenal, and I think Arsenal, especially with the Arsenal fans, I, I could hear on TV, I don't know whether you could hear it more than being there, that the Arsenal fans were still behind the team. Oh, David, after full time, we were doing the interviews pitch side. We're talking a good 15, 20 minutes after the final whistle. There was a contingent of Arsenal fans still singing Arteta's name. 
in yeah. a huddle. They, they're delighted with how the team <clears> are playing. And I think they saw that, you know, Liverpool are a team going for the title. My first question to Ben White was, you know, how much of that was a measure against one of the top sides as to where you are. Mm. Um, and he said that's exactly what they spoke about in the meeting straight away afterwards was yeah. this is where we are compared to Liverpool right now. And talking about when they brought the reinforcements on. So you see Salah coming on off the bench with Firmino. Firmino ends up getting the goal. Uh, but even that goal, when they came on, it's not like Liverpool made the goal out of nothing. It was a mistake, wasn't it? There was a, a mistake from Saka in, in that incident yeah. that gave the ball away. So otherwise, I think Arsenal had a lot to be proud of. They'd managed to keep it compact and tight, um, which I thought was quite a feat against against that front three for the for the second half in particular. Um and and you do you do wonder when you look back at the start of the season, we were all questioning the bat line, weren't we, for mm. Arsenal? Ben White shown that him and Gabrielle have, have worked brilliantly together. Tierney's been fantastic. I think once they get Tommy Yasu back as well, yeah. um, that will really strengthen them. But there's there's so much involvement, so much progress to the Arsenal team. I mean, I even did that. I actually wanted to just put my head in my hands because I, I spoke to Ben and I said, is there anything, you know, that's satisfying about the way that you played? And he was like, it's not satisfying when you've lost 2-0. And I thought, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously, when you get beat, and especially in a big game like that, it's, it, you know, it's, there's not a lot to take out of it. But you've got to take out the performance. And like you, exactly what you just said, gauge it where we are now mm-hmm. to where we were. You know, we're you playing... the deficit from the November game. That was boring. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're half, half better. <laughs> yeah, 50 percent better. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, and, and you look and you think, well, you know, let's really have a look at it. And this is a team that are on a brilliant run at the moment, and they are now one point behind the leaders. You know, so they're going for the, to to win the league. We are thinking. We were thinking top eight at, after the start of the season. Now we're looking at top four. Still looking at top four. Um, you know, so we've we've come a long way. You know, and like you said, that the, match, the, David. It, was it a free hit? I don't think fourth place was counting on that result, was it? With the games in hand. No, but it, yeah, I know what you mean by free hit. But it was, you know, you, there's also the the threat of getting hammered. You know, like mm. what you just mentioned about. <laughs> 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 you know, so there's always that threat because Liverpool can do that to you at any time. But I just, I was so encouraged by what I saw. I saw, I saw an Arsenal team that was starting to compete again. You know, and and what the way that they held Liverpool and created a couple of chances. Um, shows that we're going in the right right direction but we haven't got the big guns to bring on like Liverpool did you know mm. so that shows where where we've got to get to but yeah, I certainly believe in it and I know that the fans are now believing in it so it's um it's looking good for Arsenal. So one point in it now Liverpool no. are behind Manchester City at one point the gap was 8 yeah. So they've done really well to claw that back. And as it's pointed out, for both City and Liverpool, given there's that um, fixture on the 10th of April at the Etihad between the two of them, which is going to be huge now. Yeah. Um, but their fate is in their own hands. If if either of them win all of the remaining games, they're Premier League They're champions. done. Yeah, they're champions. Yeah, then that's right, man. That's where they are. That's how, that's how good they are. And would it surprise you if one of the teams did that? No, it wouldn't, would it? You know, go and win all their remaining games. 
you know, shout no, although me I do think there's going to be another twist in the tale somewhere. There always is, you know, and, and Liverpool are on a great run and there'll be a little blip, you know, Man City have had theirs. You know, that's the only thing, you know, the only positive I could make out of the, the draw against Palace, was it? Mm. Yeah, you know, that's, that's their little blip and hopefully they get over that. I was at that match as well because I've just been a workaholic this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one thing I wanted to ask you was, do you think that Liverpool, if they'd have mustered the chances that, that City did at Selhurst Park, that they would have scored some of them? Easy. One of one of them. One, yeah, they would. Um, you know, because that 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 front line of Liverpool or the both the front lines, I should say, is is so good and so lethal. You know, and it's even um was it Firmino's finish for the second goal? That was a brilliant finish. You know, it's close to Aaron and and he's not he's not trying to like force it in, he's just got a little touch on it that's took it under his body. You know, that, that's the sort of finishes that you get from strikers, from out and out strikers. And, you know, I know Man City haven't got that at the moment, but they still create, they create, they create. And, you know, by, by the law of averages, they are going to score. But obviously in Palace, they didn't. But they 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 are still creating loads and loads of chances. So it's always, hit that's the always a twice. Exactly. You know, Cancelo, so it was just... wow. I was like, oh, no. that was, <laughs> it was just some force. Yeah, it's just bad luck. You know, and it was, you know, then the um, the defender missed that, you know, the chance didn't need to like to tap it into an open goal, you know. Oh, Laporte, yeah. Laporte, that's yeah. it, you know, and he came, you know, I know it came back at him really quick, but I remember a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, it's, it's nearly done now. You know, because Man City were like so far ahead, but... Uh, Boy, it certainly isn't over now. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win it? Oh, I want Man City. Um, obviously, with my, my ties to the club as well. Um, but it's really hard to call. Because Liverpool are on such a good run. Just in my head, like I said, about they might have a little blip. Man City have had theirs. So that's what I think City will do it. When you see the form that... Kane is now starting to come into oh. and the goals that the type of goals that he's putting away let's f- ignore the, the first one that he fluffed up last night which was an open net <laughs> but um I, I mean if you then think well let's say City get their man in the summer <laughs> and Kane is a part of that squad putting those types of goals away from first touches volleys those crazy angles I mean, does that really show what City are, are missing at the moment? Even though it's the volume of attempts on, on yeah. the goal, but they are that type of striker that they're missing. Wow. Well, yeah, on, on that game, yeah. And there's been a couple of games where they, they could have done with an out-and-out finisher, you know. And like you said, with, with Kane, it, that's what he did. And then he had a little blip, and now he's back to doing it, you know. And, he got the record for away goals in the Premier League, didn't he? Was it? Nice, yeah. Yeah, but he's a, he's a proper striker. And I bet Man City wished they could have signed him about six months ago because the price would have been a lot cheaper. <laughs> it isn't Kane that they're being linked with, though, now. It's Haaland. Yeah, because of his that's, youth. That's the biggest link, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that's that's another out-and-out striker, very similar to Harry, you know, in can hold the ball up and... We've seen, you know, on little bits of him, but he's a, he's a proper finisher, a natural finisher. That's what I want to say, not proper, a natural finisher in the in the mould of like Robbie Fowler and Ian Wright. You know, they were guys that were in the box and they, they just finished from everywhere. Um, I do feel quite passionately though, David, about wages. I I don't think that we should crash through that 
£500,000 a week. Oh, and And that's what Holland apparently would do. Yeah. It just inflates everything. And then we go into a whole other realm and our club's really that stable at the moment anyway. There's a lot of debt flying around in this, yeah. in this top flight. And I, I just think potentially we've got an issue on our hands in the future with clubs going into administration. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, the, where it's, it's, where, where will it stop? You know, where, yeah. where will it end up? Is anyone else in, in world football, apart from maybe PSG, able to pay any more than that anyway? They, they have got bargaining power. Um, I think the, the top player in the Premier League right now is on th- about 385 a week. That's De Bruyne, isn't it? Right. Salah wants 400. Does he? <laughs> well, I'd give him. <laughs> if I'd got it, I'd give him. You don't want to let him go, I'll tell you. But um, yeah, and it's, you, just, you just wonder where it'll stop. Um, mm. it certainly won't be Chelsea that'll buy him, will it? No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Leeds as well. But anyway, <laughs> because, <laughs> because he, when, when I saw that, when I saw the Leeds result and then I saw the Watford, I was like, oh, so if Watford had lost then, that would have been perfect. <laughs> but um, oh, the Leeds result, thank God I was watching the Chelsea game. Because I saw it as as one nil because I couldn't find it anywhere to watch, and then I saw it I saw it as one nil, and then as it came to like towards the end of the game, I think Adam you you text me on on the group thing and said oh did you see that and I was like what, and then I then I looked on my phone and I was thinking oh my god thank God that I didn't watch that game or know <laughs> that Norwich had equalised <laughs> because I would have been fuming. And then, but then I watched it. Yeah, what a goal as well. Mm. And you know know who they've got next, don't you, David? I know. It's on Friday night, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) At Wolves. Hmm, That's going to be tough. That is really going to be tough. Oh, by the way, we forgot someone's hat trick. I know I had a hole in one, but he had a hat trick. (laughs) (laughs) In the same week. Yeah. No, a Ronaldo hat trick. When you, if you see that and you, you look at like Man United's game and the result and you think, what's who scored? You've got Ronaldo three. You're like, whoa, I've got to watch that. And that was, that was ace. You know, I love, I love the fact that he's, he's doing that and still doing it. Um, After all the rumours around the club as well and him turning up with his bodyguards and all sorts, um, all those narratives, you just knew because this is, this is the situation. It's like the melting pot that Ronaldo thrives in, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex Tellez, I know, said that he's the solution, not the problem in an mm. interview. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, even even down to the fact that he went back to Portugal or something to get some treatment. And, you know, was he given permission and everything? All that hype was a- around him. And then he plays, bang, puts in a performance like that. I but just, is that his lifeline, though? Because let's, let's face it, because obviously a lot of people, the narrative was that he was the golden handcuffs, that actually he might have been the issue. Did he really need a game like that where... You tell me, Callum, the way I watched it was actually United didn't really perform that well. You had Spurs meh, and United, meh, but you, Ronaldo was the shining star. He was the one that turned up and he got his hat trick. And I think he needed it for himself as well. I think, we, yeah, but I, I, I think he's needed. I mean, if, if he wasn't there, I don't know where our goals would come from. There's no other goal scorer in that team. Certainly, though, since he's arrived, Fernandez isn't what he was. 
Do you think that's down to Ronaldo? Though? I just think that that's down to him not I playing very too well. Too much of a coincidence. Ronaldo re- joins. He's not the number one anymore. He was he was absolutely front and center, and then Ronaldo comes. He's in the shadows more. He's gone off the boil. He's moaning and complaining and oh, he is very moaning in the game. Oh. Yeah, um, <laughs> he needs to have a little look in the mirror. <laughs> it's like, hang on a minute <laughs> before you get carried away with yourself. No, he's still, he's still got to do his job, you know, and you've still got people like Pogba in there that's, you know, that, these are like megastars. He's, he's earning the right to become a megastar, you know, and if you want to do that, you have to perform under whatever circumstances. If somebody else comes in, you've still got to look after yourself and perform for the team. And he should see it as a, more as a, as a positive that that Ronaldo's come in and he should think, right, this is a player that I can find, that I can pass it to where we'll get an end product, you know, rather mm. than rather than doing, you know, which is what it looks like. You know, he's sulking a bit. And, he's just not but, in that mindset though, is he? To, yeah. to do that. But have you, no, but I've said that, you know, there's there's a few other players that ain't putting a shift in as well at Man United. And yeah. a word of caution, I'm interested in knowing this from Callum because the hat-trick came prior to being dumped out of the Champions League and that will not... I was wondering if someone's going to bring Ronaldo. that up. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, I think Ronaldo now will be in a bit of a huff about that. That's what he That's what he wants to play, a isn't it? A good huff, as in a... All right. No, a bad a, huff. A bad huff, okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, dear. The thing is, I don't know what... Unless he goes to PSG, I think it'd be tough for another team to take him. I think I think he might go back to Portugal and say I'll just finish up here. But I, I don't think he'll go to another top team. What's the situation with his contract? Two years. Does he? So he's got another year after this. Do you yeah, think he'll see, think it, see it out? I don't think he'll go. I think it else. depends on who comes in, manager wise. Yeah. Because I, if I, I think if um, Pochettino comes in, I think there's a shout of getting Harry Kane there. And if Harry Kane comes in, there's not going to be Ronaldo won't be there. Do you think? But then if Ten Hag comes in, partly he doesn't like he wants people to press all the time, so he'd get him out. I think as well. Give us the situation where he stays. Um, I'll leave you thinking for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stays if there's literally no other striker. They've got to be prioritising that. You'd think. What what does that say about your club if there is no other striker and and they and they can't get their ducks in a row with the, the right manager to fit the right players or to you know what, what does that say about a United yeah. compared to certainly the other? Well, teams? Uh, but to be fair, to, at the start of the season, you'd be thinking Rashford would be striker, Martial can play up front. Yeah. Both been crap. Martial's yeah. out. Rashford, I yeah. think's on the way. I think he'll be gone. I'm not sure. I've, I've I'm not sure he'll be gone yet. Yeah, yeah I think Lingard yeah, as well. As well, yeah. People um, point out the silverware that Spurs hasn't won. I think it's only right that we say that United haven't won anything in five years and have spent six hundred million pounds plus. You know that's that's Man United not being Man United. You don't expect that from a club of that size. You expect them to sort it out really quickly. But they can't even, like you said, they can't even sort them, them who's going to be their manager out. I think that was the worst decision that they've made mm. by appointing an interim to the end of the season. Well, I guess it's better than jumping on someone straight away and getting it wrong again. So they've given themselves a little bit of breathing space to have a look. But it certainly shows that with the likes of Ollie that, you know, there was no long-term plan there. Oh, he's doing all right. Let's give him a load of money and a, you know, oh, yeah. and a big contract and, it, and that didn't work out for them. Whoever they bring in, they're not going to be as good as the managers that City and Liverpool have got. Don't forget as well, this situation at Chelsea... If that's not resolved, would Thomas Tuchel be someone that United would go for? 
But again, the issue with that is, and I think that he would be a brilliant manager and he could do well at United, but he probably wasn't even on the radar before because he only the first season at Chelsea. So what does that say about their thought process? So they go, oh, well, Chelsea are in trouble now. Let's have him. Because that that wasn't part of their long-term plans, if there are any or there were any. So it still shows that they're they're reacting in the same way that they have done for the past few seasons. Mm. (laughs) Callum's now very quiet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I think it's... But that's it, it, though. Yeah, it's it's just a mess, yeah. It must be so frustrating because it's obviously not working with what they're doing now. The club needs needs a lot more stability and as much as it pains me to say that, you can see that on the pitch. I'd never get the impression that they're running through doors for each other. Yeah. I think sometimes there's an opportunity for them to take the spotlight. It's like every man for himself. I think I said the wrong phrase. I think it's run through brick walls, isn't it? I said run through doors. (laughs) (laughs) Seaman says. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Seaman says with Safe Style. The great saves, you can't beat Safe Style. It's time for Save of the Week with Safe Style. And guys, I've got quite a few to uh, to choose from this week. I've got Melier against Pookie. One right at the end where, it's, where it smacked him straight in the face. It was a really important block and a really unorthodox save. Is there any body part that you'd consider wasn't a genuine save? <laughs> I know which one hurts the most. (laughs) (laughs) And that's happened a few times, trust me. Make your eyes water. Exactly. Um, (laughs) When it's a block, for me, it's not as good as a a full stretch. Yeah. You know, it's great positioning and all that, but then the strikers hit you. But how important might that save turn out to be? Because it was like last kick in the match and Norwich could have uh, equalised, but... He took one for the team and, and it made me laugh a little bit because afterwards you see him have a little bit of a wobble. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should be laughing, but yeah, he did. <laughs> so that was about the eight. And then there was obviously Ramsdale's save. And and Brendan's uh, reaction to it as well. Did I you know, see that? You know, from Barnes, you know, and he just yeah. turned around to, and Brendan turned around to the camera and just went, wow. You yeah. know, and, I, and I look at that and it's, for me, that's a brilliant, a brilliant reaction save because if they don't save it, where does it go in on goal? That wasn't like down the post or anything like that, but it was because it was so close. It was a fantastic reaction save and it was a full hand behind the ball, you know, which is, I'm sure he wishes he'd got last night against Liverpool. But that's not the winner. Maybe his hand was still throbbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe Melian as also, well. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And then, then obviously from the game last night with um, with Arsenal Liverpool, I looked at Alisson's save. You know that was that was like a bit of a block stroke reaction because when you watch it, he he does brilliantly to stay on his feet from the bad back pass. His positioning, he got back. Yeah, quick, he got he? back, and then he, there's a, there's an angle that shows you, and you see him just absolutely concentrating and focusing on the ball. Where his body's all still moving, but his head is dead still. In goalkeeping terms, you talk about being set, and that's ideal. So that means that your body's ready, your head's ready, everything's ready. A lot of the time, it doesn't happen like that. But if you can keep your head ready, then your body will follow. And, and that was a brilliant example of that from Alison last night. But that doesn't win it. Oh. <laughs> the winner is. I feel like we need a roll call here. Yeah, and it was brilliant because there was a, there was a few, there was a few, but he's got to go to to my mate Lucas Fabianski um, from Danny Ings. He made a save for West Ham. Down is near post. The shot was through bodies. He got half a hand on it, but it was a low down save. Tipped it onto the post. This is what I mean by the look of goalkeeper it can sometimes really help you out. The rebound went straight back into his arms. You know, yes. and yes. you know, it was it was a great, great save, but then you get that little bit of luck and uh, it made it all worthwhile. So it's a, a very worthy winner in Mr. Fabianski. That was Save of the Week with Save Style. For great saves, you can't beat Save Style. Save of the Week with Save Style. For great saves, you can't beat Save Style. The Fantasy Football League. I need to see who's in David's team, even though David won't know himself. I know Ramsdale's in goal. (laughs) (laughs) It'll cost me points this week, Ramsdale. (laughs) I had Guaita on the bench and he got nine. Oh my gosh, you've got Cody on the bench. (laughs) David's got a, uh, he's literally got the Wolves bench. I got 90 points this week. This this is where we're all looking at our phones now, trying to figure out what's going on. I know. So, oh, David, you you had quite a few players that got double points as well because of the two games in the match week. So you've got Liverpool players, Spurs, Arsenal. They all got double, didn't they? Uh, Connor Cody, though, on your bench. I'm looking at my team and I need my glasses for it. (laughs) If only you'd switch Connor Cody for Luca Dean. Yeah, that would have been mega, wouldn't it? I got over 100. Yeah. (laughs) Over 100. And a hole in one. (laughs) Have I mentioned I got a hole in one? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. I was like this at at the hotel. I was going around everyone telling everybody. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, is that David Seaman telling me he's got a hole in one? (laughs) They were like, no, that's that guy that's got a hole in one. Yeah, so my team's not bad, but obviously Aaron let two in last night, so do they get points deducted if it's a goalie mistake? <laughs> oh, you do get them deducted if you do concede two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he didn't get his clean sheet and he, he got deducted a point because of you conceded two. You triple captain Salah. I did. Yeah. Adam. Well, it was a double game week and then he came off against Brighton and I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, but luckily he scored that penalty just before he came off. So I got yeah. some points on him. I'll take you at 30. It is what it is. Are you going to get some points off the bench? Because obviously there's one more game to play. I will get one point off the bench from Amati from the Leicester game. Thankfully, David hasn't got anyone to come off the bench. Callum, how about you? Because you've got Sam Maximan, haven't you? He's still got to play. Yeah, and they're playing Everton, so he's probably going to be a big scorer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you, you get could, more than Salah this week. If he has yeah. a blinder of a game, you could win this week. It's all resting yeah. on that. Which and is... then we're never going to do fancy ever again on the show. You're going to lose all the info. <laughs> where's where's the um, Newcastle Everton, or is it Everton Newcastle? It is at Everton at Goodison Sometimes when it's when you're down there in in trouble, there's more pressure playing at home. You know, it sounds weird because it's the pressure from the crowd. Yeah, you go a goal down and they start really getting on your back. And trust me, it really affects players. You know, when the, when the crowd is negative, it's not good at all. But they've been negative especially, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> especially players who are not used to it. Yeah. And who was it that said about that very interesting fact that this is the first time that Newcastle have played someone that's been below them in the league? Mm-hmm. Everton or Newcastle? Newcastle. Newcastle. It's the first time they've played someone this season who've been below them in the league. Love that fight. Aside from the first day of the season, obviously. Proper fight, that. <laughs> but that also shows how well Newcastle have been playing over the past yeah. few weeks and you look at Newcastle and you look at Everton two totally different confidence vibes there Newcastle are flying at the moment but Everton are like proper in it they're below Leeds so they're well in it <laughs> is that your mark? <laughs> that's all it needs just it needs three below Leeds that's all I want <laughs> I'd quite like a, like a send Maximan hat trick tonight to finish off my fantasy, and then I'm uh, wow. I'm done. I'm happy. It would be huge, wouldn't it, for them to go down? <sighs> They're one of the ever presents. I feel sorry for Frank as well. You know, he's gone in there and not had the effect that he wanted. I've always said it doesn't always work when you change managers. It's not always the manager; it's the players. None of the players have stepped up and played better under Frank. Can you imagine being Andros Townsend? You left Crystal Palace and you think you've got to move up. And you're like, wow, I'm, I'm at now. Oh, <laughs> hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to have a little word about Ben Foster. Because I think if he goes down with Watford, it's either his fifth or sixth relegation. <laughs> oh no, that is pressure. And he still hasn't got grey hair. <laughs> you sure he's not sponsored by Just For Men? <laughs> Wait, no, that's me. <laughs> Crucially, he's still getting jobs as well. People are oh, thinking that's yeah. a bad sign. Yeah. He does well. He does really well. He's, I think he's, what, 38 now, and he's still performing. David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. This is Seaman Says. Massive game, Lindsay. Wolves versus Leeds. I'm a little bit worried, if I'm honest. But like we said, Sometimes you don't know what Wolves team's going to turn up and hopefully it's the one that doesn't like these sort of games. It could be quite cagey, I think, this one. Um, Willie Bolly, back in the Wolves' defence. That's a brilliant name, by the way. I've been been (laughs) waiting. (laughs) This makes me smile. I don't know. It is a a nice name, isn't it? Um, I've been raving all season about Max Kilman and I'm just not sure that he'll get back in now. Um, because Willie Bolly's been been very good in the last couple of games. Um, also, Johnny Otto, I'm not sure. So he, Johnny has had two really bad injuries, and the second time he got injured, I, I must admit, I thought, I don't think he'll come back from this one. He played against Watford really well, and then against Everton, I didn't think he was as good. Um, and he's going to have to be a player that's managed pretty carefully. But I did see an article. What, what, injury, what injury did he get? Do you know? He's done his knee twice, um, right. back to back. Out first time, 180 days. 
second time 307 days. He had an ankle injury in 1920, but the knee injury, probably this is why it was so bad the second time, because he had one in, in 2018-19. So there's clearly a weakness there. I did read an article, though, in the Birmingham Mail, whereby he said to Bruno Large, he is ready and available to play in any defensive position. So he's offering up versatility. Um, when he's at it, Johnny, he's honestly fantastic, but you just don't know how much those injuries are going to bear in. Yeah, it's, it's tough, especially especially if it's like a, if it's an ACL, which, you know, with the amount of time he's been out, it, it certainly sounds like that. But when you, you get an ACL, you normally come back quite a lot stronger. Um, he just wants to play, doesn't he? You know, that's yeah. why he's like, I'll play anywhere. So he might play in this one. You even brought me gloves. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Afcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know whether I would fancy him in this game against Leeds because of the way that Leeds play. Hmm. Um, that'll be a big test, I think, um, especially if you've got Dan James running at you. Um, in terms of finishing. It was a bit of a one-off Wolves game four against Watford, I think. That's been the area, really. Hopefully Neto can get back to where he was prior mm-hmm. to his injury. But yeah, David, I think it might be really tight. Yeah. I mean, Bamford hasn't looked great for you. No, he's come back, hasn't he? And apparently he was reporting a job. You know, he's had a bit of a, another reaction to his uh, injury, but but he really changed the, the the shape of the team when he was on the pitch, though, which was really he positive does. to see. Yeah. It changes the shape of the team. It changes the confidence of the team, you know. And it's just—I just hope that you know that we get the other two back, as in Phillips and Cooper, you know, really quick because we we need them, you know. And all that matters at this stage or in this season for Leeds is to stay up, you know. No matter how you do it, you know, get the players back and then get playing and start getting some results. But mm-hmm. I think you're right, Lindsay. It's going to be tight tonight, and I wouldn't bet on Leeds if I'm honest. But let's go straight into the predictions then. Seaman says, this week's predictions. I'm going to predict 1-1. I think that's going to be the best we'll get out of it. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves. It's at Molyneux. Yeah, okay. We've got to go back one though first. We've got to do the one uh, tonight, haven't we? Everton, Newcastle. I don't think we did that in our last batch. Go on, then you first. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go three one Newcastle. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go two one Newcastle, and then the next one after that is Villa Arsenal. Um, mm. tough game for Arsenal this coming off the back of the Liverpool result. Um, will confidence below. It will be a little bit, but they need to take a lot of positives from that game. Um, I'm going to go 1 1. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. I don't know whether to go 2 1 or 3 2 because I, I knew he went think, Desmond. Did you? Did you need to go Desmond? I I, well, I still have a Desmond. Um, 3 2, I'm going to go Arsenal Whoa. because I feel like Villa. Ramsey's so good and Coutinho's been playing well. I think they're yeah. going to get some goals, but I think there might be a reaction from Arsenal. I hope you're right. <laughs> okay, so the next one is Leicester-Brentford, 2pm on Sunday. You know, they're only just above Leeds. I think it's four points the gap. Ericsson's 
been great, hasn't he? He's yeah. provided a couple of assists. There was Ivan Tony had that hat trick game. I watched one of his penalties the other night. The camera angle on him was brilliant. And I've never seen anyone hit the ball so hard on your penalty without looking at it. And without taking much of a run-up. He does totally the opposite. Rather than looking at the goalie, then look down to hit it, he looks down at the ball and then looks up at the goalie to hit it. And his last one was, it went in with so much pace and the goalie even guessed the right way. Because on penalties like that, if you guess the right way, they don't get enough power most of the time. But now I know why his manager thinks he's the best in the world. Because, yeah, he's proving it. But I'm still going to go with a Leicester win. So I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. Oh, I was going to go (laughs) 2-1. Just thinking Leicester's defence, they struggle to keep a clean sheet, don't they? Um, But because you've gone 2-1, I'm going to bat them to get one in this one. I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester. Okay. Uh, Finally, 4.30pm on Sunday, Spurs against West Ham. Oh, they hate each other. No, no. Come on, West Ham. Imagine have you said that. Come on, West Ham. No, come on, draw. (laughs) Um, You'd like that as well, Linz. Yeah, I'd like that. Definitely. The thing, so Yarmolenko, that goal, that was such a special moment. It was, weren't it? It was so nice. And apparently all the the Villa fans started applauding as well, didn't they? And you could see the emotion and the drop into the knees. It got everyone, I think. But I think Yarmolenko scoring and... You look at their sort of unexpected goals at the moment from West Ham. They're not coming from a regular place. That Bowen's mm. been out injured and, and should be back for this one. I feel like not having a backup striker to Antonio is going to come to haunt West Ham. Mm. And I think Kane is in superb form. It's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I can't go with a draw on this one. I think, I think I'm going for back-to-back Spurs victories. Oof. Shock horror. Um, I'm going to bat them, though, on this one. I think Spurs win this. 2-1. Whoa. Well, you know what I'm going to go for? My Desmond. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's got 2-2 written all over it. There's goals there. There's certainly goals for Tottenham. This is just me thinking with my Arsenal head on, please let it be a draw. <laughs> you know, because it's all about that fourth spot. And um, I think if Tottenham get even more confidence, if they go like back-to-back wins... They're going to start getting a lot better with their confidence, you know, because they've got, like I said, with two players up front, like they've got, can be dangerous. So mm. hopefully it's 2 2. And where are we at in our predictions league? There was a seven point gap prior to this. Right. Out in front. So let's talk about last week's scores. Mm. <laughs> Smug face, holy one face. <laughs> had a very good week. Tell me this week doesn't get even better. Well, I had a little bit of a hiccup with the Arsenal result, but um, yeah, this week's yours, I got 10 and you got eight. Oh, Good standard, you, you Lindsay, by the it way. Again. Yeah, so now overall score is me 110 and you 115. Back to the, yeah. the perils I was in when I came back from honeymoon and I left yeah. these two in charge. Okay. I can, I've just seen the top of the champagne coming oh. out from, from under your coat where you had it snugly hidden before. <laughs> yeah. That was a good week for me because I got two exact scores, the first two of, um, of the weekend, and then, what is it, four correct results. Not bad, not bad at all. But standards high, Lindsay. Right, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening to Seaman Says. Don't forget, you can watch all our interviews with legends like Gazza, Wrighty, Peter Schmeichel, Russell Brand, Robbie Williams, Matt Lucas, and Martin Keel over on YouTube. Just search for Seaman Says. We'll see you next week. This 
is a listening dog media production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.